0: Welcome back again folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Comedy Series. I'm so very happy you tuned in again. I do hope you are enjoying these classic comedy shows. Today's comedy episode is another classic from the Phil Harris and Alice Faye comedy series. The Phil Harris Alice Faye show was a comedy variety show. It debuted on NBC in 1948, and ran until 1954, and featured real-life husband and wife, Phil Harris a singer-songwriter, and Alice Faye a singer-actress. Today's episode is titled, Gangster's Trunk, which was taped way back in 1950. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Coupons.com. With everyday living expenses getting so very expensive, Coupons.com offers tons of valuable coupons and deals in your local area. From restaurants, to your local automotive service needs, Coupons.com has deals that can save you lots of money, especially on everyday shopping needs. The coupons and deals are updated every day. So before you go out to eat or shop, check coupons.com. There's probably a deal waiting for you there. Also, don't forget to visit geezergus.com too. You can view and listen to all of the available radio shows, and also watch hundreds of the old-time TV comedy show episodes as well. If you like this episode, please consider buying Geezer Gus a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million. Now, enjoy today's episode from the Phil Harris and Alice Faye radio show titled, Gangster's Trunk. (laughs) Good help to you all from
1: Rexall. And now, your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley,
2: Robert North, Janine Ruth, Ann Whitfield, Walter Sharp, and his music. Yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. <laughs>
1: Next week, Phil is going on a tour of one-night personal appearances. He's quite excited about it, and as we look in on the Harris home, Alice, William, and the children are questioning him about the trip.
3: Phil, is it true that you're going to play three weeks of one-nighters? That's right, honey.
1: The lucky citizens of 21 American cities are going to see Phil Harris in the flesh. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no other
1: public can make that statement.
4: <laughs> Who's going to appear in the act
3: with you, Daddy?
1: Oh, I'm taking some very good talent with me, Phyllis. Rochester's going to do the dancing, and then there's a girl singer named Vivian Blaine, and I've also Whoa, got
3: a... Oh there, Father. Back up a little. What does this Vivian Blaine look like? Honey, how should I know?
1: I never look at another woman. <laughs> I heard her sing, she sounded good, and I hired her. I didn't look at her. I just listened to her.
2: Alice, Miss Blaine is a pretty little blonde with blue eyes and the cutest little
1: mole on her left shoulder. She's a tall redhead with green eyes, and the mole is on her right shoulder.
3: I thought you just listened to her.
1: So I got very observant ears.
4: Who else is in the act, Daddy? Well,
1: there's me, my band, Miss Mole. I mean, Miss Blaine.
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rochester
1: and, uh, and some tired violinist. What's his name? I don't know. Yasha Benny or something.
5: <laughs> I
1: discovered him at the railroad Brakeman's Ball. The poor old man was sitting there sobbing his heart out.
5: What was wrong with him?
1: He was going nuts trying to play a square dance in a roundhouse.
5: house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, Filthy, those things
1: roll out of your mouth like pearl juice. <laughs> hey, I gotta use that one in my act. No, well, let's get him a booth at the farmer's market. He's popping the corn tonight. <laughs> now, now, Willie. Careful what you say about me or I'll tell everybody.
5: Tell them what?
1: That you've been cheating in your sewing class.
5: <laughs> You'll
1: flunk if they find out that your mother's doing all your hemstitch homework. I'll happen to be terrific because I'm a terrific comedian. Alice, you saw me at that benefit I did for the policeman's ball. When I told them jokes, I laid them
3: in the aisle. (laughs) You laid a few on the stage, too. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Bill, if you're gonna be on the road for 21 days, please be careful. You know how those musicians like to drink. Yes, I know.
5: Those
1: boys will be the despair of me yet. <laughs> How they can stand the horrid stuff is beyond me. I skipped a teaspoonful the other night just to try Thank and see. You
3: sing... carry nation.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: Look, Bill, all I ask you to do is be careful and behave yourself.
1: Oh, set your mind at ease, dear. I knew you'd be worried about it, so I'm taking a chaperone with me. Who? Frankie?
3: This is a chaperone?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you see, Remley's going to be the true mother (laughs) He's taking care of all the business and social arrangements And he's been looking up Uh Uh-oh, there's the doorbell Come in Oh, hiya, Frankie Curly, did you know that if you add a jigger of paint remover to a pony a hair tonic And let it come to a slow boil, it's like having a hot martini? (laughs) That was our troop mother that said that.
3: (laughs) He's going to be your chaperone, huh?
1: That's right, Alice. You just leave your husband in my capable hands, and I'll see to it that he leads the good life. I shall stand as a shining beacon to those who might get off their course and are in danger of being dashed on the rocks of temptation. (laughs) You better trim your wick, Dad.
3: I think the lamp in your lighthouse went (laughs) out. I want Phil to lead a regular life when he's on the road. None of those all night poker games. I want him to get enough sleep, and I want him to eat his meals on time. Breakfast at nine, lunch at twelve, and dinner at six.
2: Righto.
1: I'll see to it that he's in bed by eight.
3: Don't overdo it. He doesn't have to be in bed by eight. But well, if he's going to have breakfast at nine, he should have at least one hour to sleep. <laughs> What are you boys going to be doing all night? Working,
1: of course. Me and the boys have to write new arrangements and rehearse them. I don't think I'll even have time to sleep at all. I'll... I guess I'll just have to have my breakfast served in my room at nine. Curly, you can't do that. Why not? You get oatmeal all over the cards. <laughs> <laughs>
5: what cards? Oh, well, uh,
1: Frankie and me have worked out some card stunts for the band, you know, like they do in the football games. Now, at a signal from me, the boys in the string section hold up their cards and it spells out the name of the father of our country. James C. Petrillo.
5: <laughs> and then the
1: brass section holds up their cards and it forms a beautiful picture of Abraham Lincoln.
3: Well, this may seem like a stupid question, but why do you have Lincoln's picture over Petrillo's name?
1: Politics.
5: <laughs>
1: it makes him happy to think he looks like honest Abe. You finished, Curling? Yeah. I was saying, you'll get oatmeal all over the cards. You can't play poker with a slide. Please, deck. Frankie, will you? This is strictly a business trip. We should be making plans for the tour right now. I'm making plans. That's why I'm here. I want to borrow two suitcases. How much hair tonic do you plan to take? <laughs> what do you new- need two suitcases for? I'm taking ten suits. You ain't got ten suits. We'll have since I borrowed nine of yours. LAUGHTER Grimley, you ain't getting none of my clothes, and you're not getting my suitcase either. I only have two suitcases. But, Curly, what am I going to pack my stuff in? Put hangers in your guitar uh, case.
5: <laughs> Where
1: will I put my guitar? What guitar?
5: <laughs> that
1: case is a decoy, and you know
3: <laughs> well, if you're going to be on the road for 21 days, you'll have to take a lot of clothes. Why don't you buy a trunk? I
1: thought about that, honey, and it's a good idea, but... I don't use a trunk very often. I hate to spend a lot of money for one. Those things are very expensive. You, not if you know where to go, Curly.
5: <laughs>
1: Why spend a lot of money on an expensive trunk when you could pick up a cheap one? Yeah, but where can I go to buy a cheap trunk?
5: <laughs>
1: what are you asking me for? <laughs>
5: Hallelujah, he finally ran out of guys. <laughs>
1: so you don't know a guy who sells cheap trunks, huh? No. But I know a guy who knows a guy.
5: <laughs> this guy
1: he knows runs a second hand store off Main Street. He's got some great buys, Curly. Why don't we get down and look at him? All right, I can't lose nothing by looking. Come on, Frankie. I'll go with you, You're all right. Bill, don't buy anything unless it's in good condition. I won't. We'll be back home soon, honey.
3: Oh well. While they're gone, it'll give me a chance to tune the piano. Sounds good. I think I'll try it. Deary, do you remember when we walked to a super band? My wasn't a music brand. Child, a party down by the seashore. Every fourth of July, test your memory, my dearie. Do you remember watching John Elwin every flight? Because nobody got from Sullivan's life. Deary, life was
5: cheery in the good old
3: days gone by. Do you remember, if you remember, well, dearie, you're much older than I. <laughs> I loved Harry Lauder's act. Mine was in the palace act. Mm. Jenny Lynn, presented by Barnum, sang her sweet lullaby.
1: Extra memory, my dearie. Chicago all in plain, sure
5: caused that terrific crowd. That James
3: on Mrs. O'Leary's cow. Deary,
5: life was cheery in the good old days gone wild.
3: A record case. Grim, tin, tin,
5: and serial chapters always rescue the guy.
3: Test your memory, my dear. Do you recall when Babe Ruth Yes, all the Boston and You sure had a
5: curtain that was loaded with steam, dearie. Life was
3: cheery in the good old days gone by. Do you remember? Yes. If you remember. We do. Well, dearie, you're much older than I.
5: You'll admit that
1: you're much older than I. Oh, Remley, I don't like the looks of this sort. It's in an awful tough neighborhood. No, don't let appearances fool you. Look at the beautiful merchandise they have in the showcase. Merchandise? Brass knuckles, black jacks, burglar tools, bulletproof vest, and a Thompson submachine gun.
5: Yeah.
1: They carry a complete line of sporting goods.
5: <laughs>
1: well, it's nice of you to bring me to the Abercrombie and Stitch of the underworld. I appreciate it, old boy. Right Look, on. Frankie, I don't want to trade here. Curly, you got nothing to worry about. My friend said this is a perfectly legitimate place. Here comes a clerk.
2: Howdy, gents. What can I do for you? Are you Eddie Miller? Maybe and maybe not. Who wants to know? My name is Remley. Ben Duffy sent me.
5: <laughs> you mean
2: you mean light fingered Ben of the BPP and O mob? Well, what's on your mind, sure? Oh,
1: look, I want you to do me a favor.
2: Sure, what's the beef? You want your fingerprints removed? Uh, uh Maybe a hot gun disposed of? No, no, look, Mr. If you'll just step into the jewelry department. I'll saw the bracelets off of you.
5: <laughs>
1: well, don't you think you want to take the bullet out of my hip first?
2: <laughs> okay, you wait here. I'll go get the pliers.
1: Wait a minute, Frankie. I ain't getting no place with this guy. Go ahead, talk to him. Hey, Eddie. All we want is a trunk.
2: Well, won't you say so? I got a used trunk right here that's a great buy. I bought it off on a retired smuggler. That
1: looks nice. We gotta take a lot of stuff with us, is it, Roomy?
2: Is it Roomy? This was built to hold 12 large trays of diamonds or two medium-sized chinamen. <laughs>
1: I'm not taking any. Hey, wait a minute. If I could get two of my musicians in there, I could save a little cab Curly. <laughs> You're getting wild. Quiet, Li. Lee. <laughs> Step inside there and try it for size. And if you squat a little, I think you can get your guitar case in, too.
5: <laughs>
1: there's one thing I can't stand. It's a wise alien smuggler.
5: <laughs> hey, Miller. Hey.
1: There's a beautiful piece of, uh, piece of merchandise. This trunk belongs to... Who's that belong uh,
2: uh, Oh, that trunk there. Yes, that is beautiful, isn't it? That trunk belongs to Louis Moretti. <laughs> oh, that, that was a classy guy. He was public enemy number one. Three years in a row. (laughs) Hey, I read about him. Ain't he the guy that disappeared and nobody knows what happened to him? That's right. A couple of hoods brought his trunk in and I can let you have it real cheap. How much? Well, I can let you have it for as much as how much you got with you.
1: (laughs) Well, all I have is $25. You got $75. How did you know?
2: I frisked you when you come in. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Here, here's your wallet back. I, I already took the payment out.
1: I like your way of doing business. Thank you. Very fine. But this is a beautiful trunk, and I'll take it. Here's my card with my name and address. Look, send it right away because we'll need it in a hurry. Don't, Let's go. Don't send you it right
2: worry. Up. It'll be over to your place before you can say J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Thank you. What do you want, boss? Uh, deliver this trunk to this address.
1: Sure, I uh, You empty it out first. I've been throwing some junk in there.
2: What kind of junk?
1: Rags, old clothes, and that broken store dummy.
2: Well, can't we use that dummy? Ah, the head's cracked and the arms and legs are busted. Well, leave it in there. Take it over the way it is and let Harris get rid of the dummy.
3: This certainly is a gorgeous looking truck for $75. How's it fitted on the inside, Phil? I
1: haven't looked inside yet.
3: Where did you buy it?
1: In a shop on Skid Row Boulevard.
3: How can you buy anything down there? It's probably stolen goods. Alice,
1: please. The clerk told me the name of the man who formerly owned it. He was a prominent public figure. (laughs) Three years in a row.
3: I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it belonged to some thug.
1: Alice, I'll have you know that this trunk belonged to a very well-traveled gentleman. Now, just look at the labels on it. He's been to San Quentin... (laughs) Al Catras
5: <laughs>
1: La Veenworth And seeing seeing.
5: <laughs> that's in China <laughs> He's also
1: been to France Here's one from the Bastille
3: And here's a label from Tehachapi But that's a woman's prison
1: Oh, his wife travels, too <laughs>
3: To whom did this trunk belong?
1: Well, it belonged to Louis Moretti. The cops think somebody did away with him, so he won't need the trunk no more.
3: Oh, you shouldn't have bought a gangster's trunk. Oh, well. If you'll excuse me, I have to go upstairs and sandpaper the bedpost. See you later.
1: Okay, honey, we'll... (laughs) Sandpaper the bedpost? Well, I guess she's been getting splinters in her feet.
5: <laughs>
1: she's been doing some very strange things lately. All
5: right.
1: <laughs> Let that be as it may. Hmm? Better start packing. Now, Frankie, hand me some of those musical arrangements while I open the trunk. Yeah, okay. I'm anxious to see what this looks like on the inside. Hey, this looks... Ah! Hey! Really Help! Curly, what happened? I, 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 I... I... Take it easy. You're as pale as a ghost. Look at your eyes. All the blood's drained out of you. What's wrong? Remley. Remley, in the trunk, a nude stiff. What? A corpus delicacy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't be silly. Let me see that. (laughs) Curly, Who's your house guest? Well, don't ask me. I didn't invite him. He looks like he might be a friend of Willie's. Oh, Ramblin. Girlie, I bet I know who it is. That must be Louie Moretti in there. That must be where he disappeared to. Frankie, I'm going to call the police. Drop that phone. Cops will think we did it. Yeah. Well, let's take this trunk back to that store. That's even worse. If his gang catches us with this, they'll knock us off. Well, then what are we going to do? If there's only one thing we can do. We'll have to give the trunk to somebody that's going on a trip. Don't be silly. Who do we know that's going on a trip? I
5: fellas. Have
1: Well, if it ain't Julius von then don't forget to write a bruise deal. (laughs) Hey, you'll have a wonderful trip, kid. We got a brand new trunk for you. It's all packed. Take it and get going. Get going, where? How about Istanbul? Yeah, turkey's nice this time of the year now that the chestnut dressing's in bloom. I don't
4: want to go to Turkey.
1: Then how about Hawaii? Beautiful Hawaii. (laughs)
5: Land
1: of enchantment. Where the palm trees sway in the breeze <laughs> and the hula dancers sway in a different place. <laughs> and the Homa Nuka Nuka, Ottawa, goes swimming by.
4: No, it out! I don't want to go to Hawaii!
1: You don't, huh? I got just a place for you. Spain with its beautiful black eyed senorita. <laughs> Drumming guitars and romance <laughs> neath every balcony.
5: Castanets gaily clicking. I ain't going to Spain, neither! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't like Spain.
1: <laughs> you can stop now, Carmen
5: <laughs> <laughs> Say,
1: Julius, have you ever thought about going to China? No Well, think about it <laughs> China, land of mystery
0: <laughs>
5: Where the Gisha
1: girls dance to the strains of the mandarin China, land of the midnight sun That's
5: the night the
1: North Pole, land of the Eskimo. What's up your overcoat when the wind is free. Ramley Ramley, what are you doing? That's as close as I can get to Eskimo music.
4: Oh. <laughs> oh, these guys have been on the wagon too long.
5: <laughs> Their little
4: brains are getting dehydrated. <laughs> What's the matter with you?
1: There's nothing the matter with us. We just want to give you this trunk.
4: Why are you so anxious to get rid of this trunk? What do you got in it?
1: There's nothing in it, is there, Frankie? Of course not. There's no dead body in there.
5: <laughs> Thank
1: you, my friend Irma.
5: <laughs>
4: How
1: stupid can you get, Remley?
4: You got a body in there, Mr. Harris? Who's bu- Wait a minute. Where's Miss Faye? What are you doing with her? You-
1: Julius, you don't think so.
4: You fiend! How could you do such a thing to her after she supported you all these years? Uh, <laughs> look, Julius, I
1: tell you, it's not Miss Faye. It's, 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 it's Louis Moretti. The
4: missing gangster.
1: Yes, anybody found with this trunk is going to get into a lot of trouble.
4: And you were kind
5: enough to want to give it to little me. <laughs> well, I
1: didn't want anyone to find it here because... Oh, there's a door. Now remember, Julius... Don't say a word about this to anyone. If any of his gang finds out that I've got his body, I'm liable to get knocked off. Now, quiet. Come in. Oh, how do you do, sir? Don't nobody move. Stand where you are. I right, get you covered,
0: sweetheart.
1: <laughs> well, if it ain't Sam Spade. Come on in, Sammy. Have a chat. I'm a friend of Louis Moretti's. I heard you got his trunk, and I want to take a look at the inside, sweetheart. Well, what for? Uh, uh, there, there, there's nothing in there, is there, Frankie? No.
4: Now ask me, sweetheart.
5: <laughs> Will you
1: keep quiet?
4: Leave the little ape
5: alone.
1: <laughs> I got reason to believe you guys did away with Louis Moretti. Oh, me? What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. I'm no gangster. I'm a respectable citizen. I'm Phil Harris. Is that right, kid? Is he Phil Harris?
4: Yeah, yeah, that's Phil Harris. Alias. To think. Judy the <laughs> Fink. Alias Windy Wonga. Now stop her. Alias Pretty Boy Harris.
1: I am no... Well, I have been called that on occasion... <laughs> You're such a tough hood. How come I never heard of you? He's
4: from out of town. He was sent here by the Detroit mob to knock off Louie Moretti.
1: Uh, who's this other guy?
4: Trigger Happy Remley. You were saying interrupt you up. No, no,
1: no, no. Pay no attention to this dead end kid, Mister. He's just trying to start something. Yeah, that kid's lying. Yeah, well we'll soon find out. I'm gonna open that trunk, and if I find Louis's body in there, I'm gonna. You ought to do something about that stuttering. Put some pebbles in your mouth and get down to the ocean. Try to talk into Shut the up. N- <laughs> Now, look, now, mister, you're only wasting your time because there's nothing in that trunk but a lot of dirty rags And old clothes. And Louis Moretti. <laughs> I thought so. All right, back up against that wall, Ollie. It looks like I'm dealing with a tough mob. I ain't taking no chances. Place one that moves gets it.
3: Oh, Bill, here's a few things I think you ought to take on your trip.
1: Well, I'll be a trustee's uncle if it ain't Ma Barker. <laughs> Get over there with your three boys, ma.
3: Don't you order me around and take your hat off when you're in my house. Put on. And stop dropping ashes on my rug. I just had it cleaned. Hey, look, lady. And give me that cat pistol. Alice. Phil, how many times have I told you I don't want you and your friends playing cowboy and Indians in the living room? <laughs> <laughs> now give me that gun. Hey, lady, I'm warning you. I said, give it to me. You
1: would better give it to her, Mister. She's murder when she gets mad.
3: Well, I guess I'll just have to take it.
1: There. Oh, lady, please, give me back my gun.
5: <laughs> I wouldn't be naked without it. I'll
1: be darned. She took it away from him. Yeah, I wonder if she could be Ma barked.
3: <laughs> nah. Now, what's all this nonsense about?
1: Well, my pal Louis Moretti's body, isn't that trunk.
3: Oh. Today you boys are playing cops and robbers, huh? There's nothing in this trunk, and I'll show you. Alice,
1: Alice, don't do it, I tell you. don't. I'm
3: gonna do it. Oh, Phil, for heaven's sake, where did you get this thing? Is it him? There's nothing in here but a silly-looking dummy. That's Louie. It's a broken store dummy made of wax.
1: A store dummy? Is that all that is, and I thought it was... Oh, what a relief. I told you, mister, there was no body in there. Yeah, well, it's a good thing for you there ain't. I'm leaving. Need my gun back, lady. No. But I need it in my business. I can't make a living without it.
3: I might get into trouble with it, so I'm keeping it, and that's final. Oh,
1: nuts. Now I'll have to go back to work as a baseball umpire. <laughs>
0: I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit geezergus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Presents online your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.